Welcome to Conversations with the Unseen. My name is Andy. And my name is Laura. And in December 2019, we began an amazing and completely unexpected journey conversing with beings from the unseen world which has totally transformed our lives. And here we are, after hundreds and hundreds of hours of conversations, doing what our non-physical friends have been encouraging us to do, sharing their message with others who may be interested. So let's dive in. dear friend. Oh, hello Mexicans, good to be connected. As always. So today we're here in force. There's myself and Susan and Olika and we're here today to explore conflict, the topic of conflict with you. And I guess just perhaps to kick us off, what is your perspective of conflict? Our perspective on conflict is that there is no such thing. From the perspective of the non-physical, where there is oneness, there is no opportunity for conflict to occur. And so conflict is a very human and physical condition brought about by combining perspectives and programs. So as each person holds a perspective, the program would say that there Perspective is the correct one. And another program would say others must agree. Others must see this situation the way I do. It is a symptom of the experience of the world of form which is that of separation, which makes the world of form an artificial environment. There is a belief in fear that in order to feel harmonious, with one's surroundings and apparent others. Everyone must agree. And of course, this is an impossible situation. And therefore, in approaching situations with these programs and with a certain perspective, The perspective is always one of incompleteness, not fully understanding what seems to be happening, not fully understanding what the senses are showing, 
there is much that is unknown from a human perspective about what is occurring. Assuming that the human perspective is the correct one and desiring harmony through compliance. If others agree with me, then there will be no conflict. This is the reason why there is conflict, because others will have their perspective. And as we have said, there is no single true perspective. There are many perspectives. And perhaps conflict offers an invitation to the human self rather than a threat. Don't you just love how the Mexicans take something and just blow it out the water? It's like we spend so much time in conflict with ourselves with others, with countries, with parties. It's like the whole goddamn world is like seems like operating in a basis of conflict. And the Mexicans are like, no such thing as conflict. Yeah, and I think something that stood out for me was um, that there's a sense from the human perspective that to live in harmony, everyone must agree. And that's impossible. And that's kind of blown my mind a little bit because... That was definitely that was definitely my perspective was that well surely harmony means agreement so uh, yeah that's really kind of messed with my head a little bit. I love that you wanted some um, new perspectives and we're like ten minutes in and you've got one. I wonder how many you can collect. <laughs> mm. I, I think following on from that, what, what, what I heard the Mexican saying was that desiring harmony through compliance is the reason for conflict. Wow, I'm just thinking about the times I've contributed. Someone who says they don't like conflict, where have I actually contributed to that in in looking for that thing called harmony? And having a definition of what harmony means, like we all have to think the same, otherwise there's not harmony. Yeah. I think what blew my ego's mind, <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> quite know what to make of it it's um so for me i didn't so much focus on the harmony for me it was it's conflict is based of being on being separate as well as that program to think that we all have to agree and then i kind of my ego went like okay well one second so if the inner being's perspective is we are all one but we have all these different perspectives I don't understand what oneness and separateness that means, you know, because I, I guess my ego would have a program. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can feel that program that there is something about agreement. And and it makes me wonder then, then is, is it more about allowing all perspectives and that that somehow makes this tapestry of everything that then makes the whole again? I don't know, but my mind is a bit spinning right now. <laughs> So Mexicans, perhaps before you um, talk about the invitation, it's like there's just perhaps some clarity for you 
to give us um, on what we were saying? The distinction that we would make is having a different perspective does not make you separate. And so great spirit shows up in an infinite number of ways. If we just take the human example, each person in form is an expression of great spirit. There is an inner being that is having the experience of being human. And both are expressions of great spirit. So the oneness is encapsulated in the idea that every being is that expression of great spirit. Different and yet that perfect expression of creativity and love. And each being which is an expression of the one holds a different perspective. If you imagine a gathering of many thousands of people in an arena watching some event, each person from where they are sat has a different perspective. There is nobody else sat in that arena that has exactly the same perspective or experience of that event. There will be some shared elements, but it will be slightly different from each position. And therefore, there is a sense of each person who is having this experience of the world of form has a different perspective on life, not just from a physically different vantage point, but also the history that they have and the programs, what they are believing to be true about the world of form and beyond. And therefore, in that way, the oneness can encapsulate the different perspectives. The human programming that comes into play is the belief that 
the perspective that is seen as theirs, in quotes, is the correct one, and others must agree. And this is where difficulties can arise. And you have touched briefly on the invitation that this offers to transcend the human experience, to know yourself to be great spirit having this experience, to remember who you really are. And that invitation is to allow other perspectives to be willing to accept that another perspective could be just as true and valid as your own. And if two people were to meet to recognize each other as perfect expressions of great spirit and to believe that the other perspective is equally valid and true as one's own. There is no way that conflict could occur. What it brought up for me is I think conflict for me, I, I guess, yes, is about different perspectives, but what, what it brings up is what about someone wanting you to do something, but you don't want to do it, and and that creates the conflict. How? I mean, like, I assume that what you take on it is, is then just to choose you and not make a conflict out of it, but that's kind of, for me, where more conflict comes up, I don't really care. So, I mean, sometimes I care if someone has the same perspective as me, but it, for me, it's, uh, it feels more difficult when it is about, okay, can I prioritize my needs here over that person's needs or whatever? And so, I don't know if that's something that came up for me listening to you. This question would very much depend upon the circumstances. There was a particular relationship where there had been an agreement made. For example, if there was a relationship of a boss and an employee, the agreement could be that within a framework, the employee will conduct themselves in accordance with the boss's wishes and in doing so the boss will pay the employee wages. And so in those circumstances it would be unwise to refuse unless the employee was seeking to end the relationship. In other situations where it is not so clear-cut, 
in fact, in every situation, including the one just described, it would be a case of checking with the inner being, how to respond. The inner being would respond from love. It would not necessarily comply with a request from another. Or it might do. It is impossible to predict. If one stays in alignment with the inner being, then the guidance will always be for the highest good. It makes me think of that phrase that Byron Katie said, which I'm just paraphrasing my words. The person who starts the war is the person who retaliates. And so it's making me think that, you know, in the example you gave, Ulrika, so say, for instance, there was something with you and I, and you chose for you, and I was pissed off, then actually that's that's not your business. Even if I was saying to you, I can't believe you're not going to do that, I thought you were my friend. I guess it's like, again, the invitation for us would be to go inside and respond from the inner being. Because it would be then about the response would mean that there would either be peace or there would be conflict. So I'm hearing it's back to us and how we choose to respond in situations where people are coming from alignment with the ego. Perhaps it is also worth exploring the value of conflict. It is no accident that conflict is part of your experience in the world of form. Whether you are involved in the conflict or whether you observe conflict, there is conflict in your experience. And so what purpose does it serve? You are experiencing the world of form. And the world of form is offering the inner being an experience of contrast. Contrast as in separation, which is opposite to non-physical dimension, fear, simply the absence of love, the opposite to the non-physical dimension. And so there are many derivatives of these energies and conflict is a symptom of alignment with the human perspective, the ego perspective, believing in separation, believing that there is something to fear, fearing something that is not understood or 
that is different. These are often reasons why conflict occurs. And yet there is an invitation in every situation where there is conflict. There is an invitation. There is an invitation to those involved to remember who they really are and to awaken to their own, you could call it divinity, awaken to the fact that they are this infinite being. They are not this human expression. The human expression is just their experience that they are having. And the experience seems very compelling as seen through the senses, or as experienced through the senses. And so with conflict, there is that opportunity for reconciliation, perhaps not as obviously as it would seem, reconciliation between the people who are having conflict. But actually beyond that, an inner reconciliation between human self and infinite self, ego and inner being. So there is that invitation. And for those not directly involved in the conflict, there is an invitation. And the invitation is to be the presence of love, to show up as the energy of Great Spirit. And that can help to bring about reconciliation and harmony. Not harmony through agreement, but harmony through allowing, allowing different perspectives. And so perhaps there is a gift that is on offer through the experience of conflict. What it brings up for me is I can think of um, an area for Andy and I where we have what looks like very different perspectives when we look to the world of form. But actually when... And in the past, before having an awareness of the ego and the inner being, it was certainly an area of disagreement and conversations that were unproductive and did not leave me feeling good. And since learning about the inner being and the ego, what is emerging is that if we don't look at the form, but look at the energy, then we're very aligned. And the invitation that you have spoken with us about Mexicans is that it's possible for both perspectives to exist in harmony. And that's just that's that was such a different perspective, um, an invitation for both of us. 
but it does feel like there is more harmony there than there ever has been. And that is the invitation that conflict makes to go beyond the form, go to the energy where there is frequently alignment. I don't know about you guys, but this ego would would avoid conflict until it's pissed off enough. And then it doesn't give a fuck. And it's like, okay, let's go. And it seems that I can see for me how I've been caught in a double bind of like, I I avoid it, the ego avoids it, and then the ego doesn't care and it will completely engage in it. And it feels like this is just offers like a completely different way of being. For me... I I avoid conflict. I am interested in other people's perspectives a lot of the time. But there's certainly a point where, and I can, I'm trying to think of an example, but there, there's often a point where it's like, okay, that's, that's, that's enough. I, I can't see that perspective or I can't hold that. It, it just, but what tends to happen for me, I tend to, so the ego for me tends to pull me out of the situation. I don't. Te- there are not many situations where I've kind of gone head head into the co- conflict, or to create to be part of conflict. I tend to withdraw um, and avoid it, and that's interesting. The interesting dynamic is if I'm communicating with somebody else who whose ego wants to go there with a conflict and me withdrawing actually can sometimes make it worse. So I maybe if I think about it, I can think of other scenarios, but that is my sense is that I will tend to withdraw rather than engage in conflict. Um, and that point that the Mexicans have just made about two perspectives, oh, sorry, Laura, you just made it, two perspectives can exist in harmony and it's about experiencing it through the energy. Um, I think that's been the, the block for me, is two different perspectives. It's almost like we have to agree to disagree. That's kind of where what the programme I, I this ego has. Um, so there isn't really harmony. There's not conflict, but there's no harmony. And that doesn't, it doesn't feel good. I think for me it's similar-ish to what Laura described. So for the most part, I try to be very understanding. This ego tries to be very understanding and we'll go along with it and ignore you know, what it doesn't like. And then at some point it just thinks, you know what, now I don't care anymore. <laughs> You've kind of pushed me too far. And then it will be quite strong. And um, and doesn't the ego then doesn't care anymore about the consequences. Um, doesn't really enjoy it that it doesn't but it, in that moment it would just it's an experience of explosion so in that moment it just doesn't care this has happened less over the years i mean like but that's kind of i think the ego's mo but in terms of what the mexicans have described and what laura you've been describing i think what my ego really has trouble getting its head around is like okay but i get it you know in terms of hearing someone else accepting that they have a different perspective what what does it mean in terms of behaviors you know when it comes to what do i do with that 
Um, so I think that's where the ego is trying to figure it out and it gets it, it goes into a spin. Um, what that practically means, um, apart from having a conversation, and yes, maybe I can, and I can see that it would be really interesting to kind of feel into the energy and kind of notice maybe where the similarities are in the energy. But I guess the ego just can't imagine, okay, and what does that mean then? Does that mean there is there no conflict? You know, is it suddenly magically solved and we both want the same and whatever, you know, like what does it practically mean? So yeah, that's what came up for me. And so let me just share my perspective without sharing the content. What it's meant for us is we can now talk about things that we didn't used to be able to talk about. And when we talked about it, the energy was just off in this house for days. And now we can we can have these conversations, which means that we're sharing our perspectives more. And they're probably not um, what the ego has fantasized them to be. Um it's created more connection and intimacy between us. Um, and the other thing that has been a journey for both of us is the letting go of the form. So like when the ego has in it, so you're saying, well, what does it mean for behavior? So where that's taken both of us is into surrender and into the ego going, I don't know. I don't know, but I trust the inner being can lead us there. Where that takes me is, that's really nice when you're having a conversation with somebody who's also got that perspective. But what happens if you're having a conversation with somebody who doesn't have that perspective? That was what I was going to ask. And we would say, are you willing to stand in the fire without there being conflict to... Rather than withdraw to stay, rather than comply or pretend you agree, is it possible to be true to yourself? Is it possible to express yourself authentically in the world of form? And allow others to do the same. You mention behaviours. And these are often both traps and also opportunities for treasure. Behaviours are often driven by programmes. Behaviors are frequently habitual responses to certain situations and therefore behaviors are the domain of the ego and therefore the behaviors are often the result of what the human self is believing to be true and fearing that might happen. And so how do the behaviours offer a doorway into 
greater awareness through the discomfort. So when something happens or seems to be happening in the world of form and the human self feels something uncomfortable, feels resistance or outrage or whatever it might be, the human self would say, there is something I need to do here. I need to get involved. I need to sort this out. This is clearly wrong. And there is an opportunity when that program kicks in to look to the inner being. Inner being, guide me on how to respond. Show me how to be the presence of love in this situation. Help me to know myself to be great spirit in this moment. And in responding in that way, this is leading to an expansion. This is leading to a raising of the vibration. It is bringing a greater sense of peace to the human experience. This is the treasure of which we speak. The treasure that is frequently gift-wrapped in something uncomfortable. That feels like it could take us into a whole other topic around conflict in relationships, like close relationships, spoken and unspoken conflict. Um, and that might be nice if Susan and Enrica, you were both willing to come back and have that conversation because, you know, part of this experience of being in the world of the form is we have these relationships and they don't always go smoothly. And they're not always joyous or fun. And so perhaps you would be willing to have that conversation with us Mexicans. Of course, we are here to be of service. And so as we bring this conversation to a close, Susan, Arika, I wonder if there's any any final thoughts or words that you would like to share? I think that last point about the the ego response to different perspectives or to conflict, you know, that resistance or that outrage or that or whatever it might be. And and that being an opportunity to um expand our awareness and, and kind of turn and turn our attention back towards ourselves. Because I certainly know for me if there's a sense of conflict the focus is all on the other person. And so that coming back to how am I experiencing this? Not that I need to do anything. That was a key point there. There's nothing to do, but it's an opportunity to, if there's any doing, it's turn to the inner being and say, okay, what, what's this offering me? So I suppose I am perhaps a bit more open to the possible value of conflict. Whereas before it was like, I just don't want that in my life. I just don't want it. And as we said right at the start, yeah, even if you want harmony, 
you know, there's still going to be some conflict. So it's how, how you can see it. That's where my perspective has really shifted is, is, is seeing conflict as something that could actually offer some value. Mm, I think it showed me that I have a program of if there's conflict, that means I have to do what the other person wants, but I don't want to. I, I think I realized that through my questions and um yeah, and I'm curious, curious kind of to apply what you Mexicans have talked about um, and what that often kind of opens up, uh, because I don't think I have ever practiced that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm curious. So thank you. I love that. How in less than 40 minutes, we've got an expanded awareness around the possible value of conflict. And so Mexicans, as we bring this uh, conversation to a close, do you have any final words that you would share with anyone who may be listening to this conversation? Conflict offers the opportunity to be the presence of love and do not be limited in Believing yourself to be impotent, you can energetically flow love into situations where there is conflict, and that will make a difference, that does make a contribution. Thank you, Mexicans. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Olita. We flow love to you. Mm, must gratefully receive Mexicans. Until next time. Until next time. You've been listening to Conversations with the Unseen. If you'd like to know when there's a new conversation available, then remember to subscribe and also to share it with others. If you'd like to have a written transcript of each conversation, then you'll find this on the website conversationswiththeunseen.com. And if you have a question you'd like us to ask on your behalf, or if you would like to join the mailing list, then you can also do that on the website conversationswiththeunseen.com. Until next time.